Welcome to the Healthcare Policy Podcast. I'm the host, David Intracasso. During this podcast, we'll discuss Enroll America's efforts to maximize the number of uninsured Americans obtaining health care coverage via the Affordable Care Act. With me to discuss uh, Enroll America's activities is their National Communications Director, Ms. Jessica Barbara Brown. Jessica, I'm sure this week has been particularly busy for you, so thank you for your time. You're welcome. It's good to be here. As always, uh, let me begin with some context. This past Tuesday, October 1st, uninsured Americans who qualify for coverage under the Affordable Care Act could begin choosing a health care insurance plan offered via their state insurance marketplace or exchange. The CBO estimates that 14 million Americans will buy health care insurance for 2014, and about 25 million will do so by the end of the decade. That still leaves, though, about 20 million Americans uninsured. Those that make more than the federal poverty level, but less than four times that level, or 94000 for a family of four, can buy subsidized insurance. And for those making less than 133% of federal poverty, that's 15000 for a single adult, or 31000 for a family of four, can sign up for Medicaid if their state is participating in the ACA Medicaid expansion program. Currently, that's 24 states. That said, Americans, uh, many Americans who can reasonably afford health care insurance don't buy it, and approximately 40% of Americans who qualify for Medicaid do not subscribe. Additionally, the Kaiser Family Foundation's September tracking survey reported 51 Americans still do not have enough information to understand the ACA, and 74% of Americans under 65 did not know the marketplaces actually opened October 1st. Since policy is only what policy does, the really relevant question, or only relevant question, is how many Americans will actually sign up for insurance under the Affordable Care Act? Again, with me to discuss ACA enrollment and Enroll America is Ms. Barbara Brown. So I was tempted to begin, uh, Jessica, by asking you simply, how's it going? Instead, let me ask you first, can you describe or define briefly Enroll America? Sure. Enroll America is um, the nation's leading healthcare enrollment coalition. Um, we are working with partners in all 50 states to maximize the number of people who sign up for coverage under the Affordable Care Act. Um, it's truly a historic opportunity. Um, it's it's uh, you know something that we've uh, we've been waiting for for a long time. Many consumers out there who who for whom uh, affordable coverage has been out of reach, they've been waiting for this for a long time. Um, so we are uh, you know working with all kinds of partners to to get it done. Um, and and a couple of the things that we are doing um, to to achieve our mission is one we are. Um, we have a Best Practices Institute, which is really our policy shop, and they are looking at all the ins and outs of uh, the policy. How is this law working? And being able to um, share those best practices around with enrollment experts across the country. We also have um, a state assistance group, which works with stakeholders in the state. So all of the navigator groups, all of the certified application counselors, um, other uh, qualified uh, health centers, and and um, you know the the groups that are really in the states working on the front lines of enrollment. We are. Um, helping them with their outreach, sharing best practices, doing webinars, training, helping them understand exactly how to maximize um, the number of, of people that they can cover. 
Um, and of course, we have also a huge uh, digital and social online, um, social media outreach component. Um, we know that a lot of the uninsured are getting a lot of their information online these days, um, and that includes some of our biggest target populations, like women, like young Americans, um, African Americans and Latinos get a, get a lot of their information online. So we have a really aggressive way to to meet people um, online with with this information. Um, so that's all all of, of the stuff that happens, uh, I guess, you know, in, in the atmosphere. And then really on the ground, we have a very large field staff who are concentrated in 10 states um, where, where there are a lot of uninsured people. And they're out there um, having one-on-one -on -one conversations with people about the new opportunities available to them. They are knocking on doors, tabling at community fairs and, and events around the, around the community. Um, again, working with local partners to, to make sure that, um, you know, that we're spreading the word about the new opportunities available. Um, and so we have currently over, I think, 140 staff in the states um, and, and about 40 or 50 staff here in D.C., so it's, it's really a huge effort, um, and when you kind of multiply it with all the partners that we're working with, um, you know, you see that it's just, uh, it's, it's really humbling how, how many people are on board. And it's, it's not just, you know, nonprofits and, and healthcare advocates either. I mean, we, we have a partnership with CVS Pharmacy where we've been in um, close to, I think we had close to 400 events where we had our volunteers who are inside CVS Pharmacies, um, you know, helping to spread the word to the uninsured. So, you know, it's business, it's nonprofits, it's it's everybody is, is really coming together to make this happen. So it's exciting. And just to state for a fact, you are a nonprofit, nonpartisan organization. That's correct. We're a 501c3. Mm -hmm. Okay, thank you. Uh, posted on your website is a survey dated uh, January 2013 that shows many people have had a negative experience in shopping for health care insurance. 55% that shop uh, noted they didn't buy a plan the last time they shopped. Many are unconvinced they'll be able to afford a plan. There's uh, survey results saying that stating a substantial lack of awareness of what options are available. 53% believe the premium amounts uh, they'll have to pay will be unaffordable. 43% of uninsured say they've not heard anything about the marketplaces. And in addition, there's been a good deal of misinformation circulated about the marketplaces and the ACA more generally. So my question is, um, despite your optimism, how will, it, how will it be different this time, or what is it about the marketplaces possibly or specifically that will make enrollment uh, successful? Yeah, so I think what the message of that survey or what, what we can take away from it is something that um, you know, most people who have had or who have not had insurance know all too well, which is that under the past system, buying insurance on the individual market is a horrible experience. Um, you know, it is complicated to understand. You can't compare plans side by side. Um, you know, there was no financial help available. Um, it was full of gobbledygook, all these applications, you know, that are pages and pages long. A very discouraging process and a very expensive one. And pre-existing conditions were, of course, a problem. Absolutely. And, and so that's, a, that's been a huge factor that's kept people out of the, out of the individual market. So for people that um, have tried to, to shop for insurance in the past, it's been a miserable experience. 
Um, you know, our main challenge at this point and, and what we're really focusing most of our energy on is communicating that this is a new experience. It's fundamentally different than what they have experienced before. Um, they will be able to find a plan that meets their needs and their budget. They will be able to compare plans side by side, and there's going to be no fine print. Um, they cannot be denied because of pre-existing conditions. Um, we tell them about the essential health benefits that are covered under all plans, including maternity care, trips to the ER, prescription drugs. And again, these are things that were not um, traditionally covered in a lot of these plans in the individual market. Um, I recently saw something that's, that showed that only 12% of plans that, that um, had been offered on the individual market covered maternity care. So if you, you know, purchased a plan on the individual market and you thought you were covered and you had a baby... Um, all of a sudden, you're facing you know tens of thousands of dollars of hospital costs. Um, so I, I, I just think that when people understand that this is a fundamentally different way of finding insurance, um, of you know finding something that that will meet their needs, and that there's going to be financial help available for the first time ever, that's really motivating to people. And so that's where our uh, you know communication focus is. Okay, you did mention the 10 states uh, you're working, so let, let me ask you a bit more specifically about programming. So you're working in these 10 states. Um, can you name a few or why the 10 states that you selected? Uh, and could you tell me a bit more about with whom in those 10 states and what you're doing specifically? Sure. Um, I mean, and this is the meat of your program. Absolutely. It's, it's really the heart of the program. Um, and, you know, the reason why is because, uh, you know, there's certainly a lot of information out there in, um, you know, in the news media and social media and, and all that stuff. But there's nothing quite like a one-on-one -on -one conversation with somebody in your community to really, um, you know, turn your interest on to, to something like this. So we think that the best messengers for this effort are going to be neighbors talking to neighbors, friends talking to friends. Um, so in our 10 states, um, we are not only, uh, so we have our field staff on the ground who are basically organizing within their communities um, to, to uh, engage thousands of volunteers. We've engaged over 7,000 volunteers in our efforts. And these are people who, again, are going knocking on doors. Um, they're tabling outside of um, you know, at fairs or farmers markets, um, they are participating in um, you know phonathons and town hall meetings and info sessions at libraries and community health centers. Um, these are just some of the activities that that we're doing to to help raise awareness of the new opportunities coming. Um, and another really important thing about um, our field program that's that's great to know is that again these are it's it's mostly volunteer driven, and so people who um, they are volunteering, they're talking to their neighbors and friends in the community. So we have, you know, for example, a lot of, um, you know, Spanish-speaking volunteers who will go canvas in, you know, mainly Latino neighborhoods. Um, in South Florida, there's a big uh, Haitian Creole uh, population. So we have Haitian Creole volunteers who are reaching out to that population. So it's really about, um, you know, having the, the trusted messengers from the community who are helping to spread this word. And the states, again, are they... They're, they're a mix, but correct me if I'm wrong, in my sense, they're more rural states. Um, yeah, they, they are a mix, but yes, a good number of them are rural. Um, I'm, I can run through them. It's uh, Arizona, Texas, Georgia, North Carolina, Florida, um, Illinois, Michigan, Ohio, Pennsylvania, and New Jersey. 
And the reason why we chose those states is because, um, first of all, they have um, some of the highest concentration of uninsured in the country. Um, we know that about 67% of the uninsured are clustered in about a dozen states. Um, so in that sense, it was kind of easy to choose which states we wanted to be in because this is where the uninsured are. Um, and the other reason why we chose them is because um, there were not as many resources going towards outreach and education in those states. So we wanted to be in the places where we could have the most impact um, and have the biggest bang for our buck, so to speak. So per your point, there's a good deal of market segmentation going on. Um, let me ask you about media buys. There was news uh, just a day or two ago, mm -hmm. I believe, about uh, Enroll America making some media buys. Can you talk about that? Sure. Um, we are. Uh, we announced a couple days ago a uh, $5 million uh, digital media buy through the end of this year. And the reason why we're focusing so much on digital is because, again, this um, this is a tough challenge to find the uninsured. Um, you know, they are a more transient population, um, being lower income. Um, there's no, like, national registry of, of the uninsured. If there were, you know, our jobs would be a lot easier. Um, but we need to find the people who we think could benefit from this information. So the great thing about digital marketing is it really allows you to, um, you know, laser focus on the exact people that you're trying to reach and you can test things and you can recalibrate when it's um, you know when when you've found something that could make your strategy better um, so it's very nimble it's very um, efficient because you're talking just to the people who need to, to hear it um, and it's very targeted so if you are you know let's say a young mother and you are um, looking on a mommy blog for example and you click through on one of our ads it's going to take you to a page that talks about coverage for you and your family so it'll kind of know that you came from uh, you know this mommy site and that you're interested in in coverage for your family um, whereas if you're a young single male um, you know it might take you to a different page so again it's very targeted it's very um, efficient and we think it'll be a really effective way to spread the word to people who need to hear it. So it, it certainly makes sense that women of childbearing age are, are predisposed. Mm -hmm. Insurance is all about risk pooling. You want as many healthy people to participate to offset the higher costs of less healthy people, obviously. So this gets me to my question about the young, the so-called young invincibles, moreover men. Mm -hmm. uh, and you did just suggest that there's a, you go to a separate place for... Uh, that subpopulation. Could you say more about, and this is the toughest population to, to catch, could you say more about getting them to enroll? Sure. Um, well, first of all, I think, you know, the 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 young invincible meme um, is widespread, but it's not actually borne out by the research. Um, we've seen, and, and other research, for example, um, the Kaiser Family Foundation did a poll in June of this year of young people that showed that 75% of young people said that having health insurance is very important to them. And then a later study by the Commonwealth Fund showed that um, it's actually been affordability and not invincibility that has been the biggest barrier for young people to getting covered. So a couple of things are important. I mean, first is that, yes, young people are definitely overrepresented in terms of being uninsured. And often that's because they're just starting out in their careers, maybe they're working part-time jobs, you know, they, they might not have that employer-based coverage and they certainly can't afford to buy what's on the individual market as of now because um, they're not making that much money yet. Um, so they're definitely overrepresented within the ranks of the uninsured. 
Um, as, as far as, you know, the, the myth of the invincibility, I think, again, a lot of this research points in a different direction. And we also hear it just on the ground, you know, in our communities and through our outreach, that young people are really interested in having insurance. They know that if they, you know, get in an accident or get a broken leg or something, it can set them back financially in a really devastating way. And young people who are starting out in their careers, they don't want to start out, you know, with, you know, hospital bills of tens of thousands of dollars. Um, and all too often, people have a horror story of somebody that they know or that's close to them that's gone through that, and and they know that they that they don't want that. So I think, you know, there's a difference between the cost of insurance and the value of insurance. Um, and the cost of insurance for a long time has been out of reach for them. That's about to change. The value of insurance has always been about security and protecting themselves in case of an emergency. And I think all young people understand that that's important. And per the tip magnify that point, two out of three bankruptcies are medical debt related. Mm, absolutely. That's exactly the point. Let me ask you about specifically Medicaid. I mentioned mm -hmm. in my introduction there are 24 states presently, that number will grow, uh, participating in Medicaid expansion. And I also said in my introductory that uh, the program has been historically undersubscribed. So are, is, is Enroll American doing anything specifically uh, to improve Medicaid participation rates? Absolutely. Um, so we are reaching out to all of the uninsured. Anybody who doesn't have insurance, we are reaching out to them and we are telling them to apply. Um, and that includes the Medicaid eligible population, even in states where Medicaid may not have been expanded. I believe you said at the beginning that, you know, there's still millions of people who are eligible for, for current Medicaid who are not um, enrolled. Who are not enrolled. And this is a, a perfect opportunity as everybody is looking at their health insurance options and hearing about Obamacare and everything to reach out to that population and remind them, you know, that you might be eligible. Um, and, and the other thing that, that I think is important to note is that we are not, um, even in states that have not um, expanded Medicaid, we're encouraging everybody to apply because you never know what you're going to be eligible for until you apply. And the great thing about the new single streamlined application is that there's one portal and that it will, um, you know, tell you which programs you might be eligible for. So, you know, maybe it's your children are going to be eligible for CHIP or maybe, um, you know, there is somebody in your household who will be eligible for, for Medicaid. So um, even in states where they haven't expanded Medicaid, we're encouraging everybody to apply because you never know, you know, what you're, what you're going to be eligible for. Um, and it's important that people see what their options are. Let me ask you this question. Mm -hmm. What's your biggest concern or fear in all of this? Now, of course, there's this expectation of the seven million, and I'm sure in some way, shape, or form, you're collecting enrollment numbers. Um, and of course, that is the ultimate test and measure of success, people actually, actually acquiring coverage. But that aside, um, or that potential answer aside, what, what's your biggest concern? I think the biggest concern at this point um, is about, it really is about the lack of information and awareness. Um, you know, even though, you know, we who do this on a daily basis think, oh, you know, how could anybody be still in the dark about... Three years later. Right? Yeah, three years later about, you know, what's going on. But, you know, the fact is a lot of, uh, you know, people don't follow, you know, the news day to day about this and, and they're unsure. I think the biggest thing that we're hearing when we're out the, at the doors and in communities is 
they don't understand how this will affect them and their lives. They've heard about Obamacare as this political football being tossed around. You know, they know that there's a lot of controversy about it as a law, but they don't know how it's going to, how they can access it, how it's going to affect their lives. And so that is the kind of information that we're really trying to get out to people. And um, that that is still a big uphill um, battle for us. You know, we're still doing a lot of awareness raising and, and outreach and education about it. Um, and also I would say that, you know, people who are currently uninsured, they might not have ever had the experience of having insurance before. So we are explaining things like what's the difference between a deductible and a copay and a premium, or you know how do you choose between these different levels of plans depending on your healthcare needs. Um, so this is there's a lot of education that goes into it, and I just want to say that you know even though the the interest to healthcare.gov you know as we've seen in just these first few days is is huge and it's great that people are making that first step. But this is going to be a process. It's the, the Visiting the website is just the first step in a process. There's still a lot of um, information and a lot of um, you know, conversations that are going to be happening on the ground to get somebody from you know, showing interest to actually getting them enrolled. So it's really about providing them help through every step of the way. So per your point, in social marketing terms, we're still transitioning from the pre-awareness to the awareness stage. Absolutely. Let me ask you finally, we have time for this question, and that, of course, is the individual mandate, which, of course, is predominantly the political football mm-hmm. here. Uh, the first year, of course, it's less than $100, so it's nominal, and then it goes up, but it's still, compared to an annual premium, it's still uh, slight. What, what do you hear, or to what extent um, is that a factor in this equation? Um, you know, again, what we're hearing from people on the ground is that most people are interested in having health insurance. For anybody who's been uninsured, it's a nightmare. I mean, you are constantly worried about, um, you know, or, or you've had a horrible experience where you've had an unexpected illness or some sort of an accident and it set you back a lot of um, money. Um, but even if that hasn't happened to you, just the living in constant fear is something that we hear a lot about people are tired of you know um you know being afraid to send their kids out to play sports because they're worried about a sprained ankle or something um so just the the basic thing is that people want health insurance and most of the uninsured have tried to get it in the past and couldn't because of affordability and the other issues we spoke about before so people want health insurance. Um, you know, there might be some people who say, oh, I'm looking at the numbers, and again, you know, the penalty seems like a better deal to me. Um, if you pay the penalty, all you've done is is pay the penalty. You've got nothing to show for it. If you purchase health insurance, you have a security and a peace of mind uh, for yourself and your family that you didn't have before. And that is the reality that we're seeing out there is that consumers really want that peace of mind. And again, it's been out of their reach so far. And now this is going to be a new opportunity for them to get that. So per your earlier point, the value of the carrot far outweighs the stick. That's right. <laughs> well, Jessica, we're at our time boundary, exactly, and I'd like to say thank you. A busy week again, so genuinely appreciative for your time. You're welcome. Good to be here.